Generals were soldiers. Teachers were students. Judges were lawyers. Philosophers were seekers. Kings were princes. Disciples followed Jesus. And preachers were baby Christians. Good evening and welcome back to the podcast, the show, the program, whatever you would like to call it. And I am thankful and I am grateful, as I always am, for you tuning in this evening. As most of you know, I am Stephen LeBlanc. And most if some of you don't, when I say most of you, whoever normally follows me, you know my name. Tonight, I want to talk about a little few different things here. Who knows if I go off the rails? You never know. It's bound to happen. It sometimes does. Why did I just say the first statement I said? Well, I think it's simple, and I'm going to explain to you. In the world of YouTube, Rumble, and all the other social medias, and if you've been paying attention to me lately, I've been talking. Actually, I've been making quite a few podcasts lately, and that will continue. Um, I've been going off on these folks who, who, who think they can just go ahead and speak. And it's okay for those to talk and, you know, you're not putting yourself or you're not elevating yourself above, above others. But there are others who do believe uh, that they possess a far more superior intellectual ability than you, which in reality they do not. Um, their moral corruption within themselves leads them to believe this. Sometimes they want to be uh, a bigger person than they actually are. And when you do that, you're not actually a saved Christian. Especially those who think they're still being saved in work salvation. There are many who have all these learned answers and they can debate you with every scripture and every dot, every punctuation, every question mark and paragraph, indentation, semicolon, and comma. But what they're reading, they don't even understand. Or they're going by another man's understanding, and sometimes that man himself is lost, and sometimes it's easy to tell. You know, I spoke earlier about generals being soldiers. You don't find in the world generals are just generals. They just don't come out of boot camp all of a sudden. They're generals. They are soldiers, and they have worked their way up to generals. Why am I talking about these secular things? Because it will coincide with the Christian world as well. The fake Christians, the mainstream Christians, and the secular world have these two things in common. Teachers, we talk about teachers, a lot of people trying to teach now. They want to teach the Bible, teach the Word of God, teach this, teach that, but they were truly never a student. And when they were, and if they were, it was very brief. And that is concerning. And the philosophers, people who seek after the truth, seek enlightenment. Those type of Christians tend to go to 9,000 other books Just to explain one. The word of God is not enough. We need to find as many other books to explain. For instance, Romans chapter 1 verse 27. Well, what it really means, no it doesn't. 
when I spoke to my son the other day, I might have mentioned the story before in the last couple of nights, but he's 11 years old. And I asked him, I says, well, I read First Timothy, and I said to him, husband of one wife, what does that mean to you? And he said, and I'm not kidding, he said, one, not six. How about that? We're up in the Northeast, as we say, how about them apples? Although I'm not going to be in the Northeast any much longer, um, we'll be down in the Southeast. I guess we're East to South now. So if an 11-year-old can figure it out, and, and the Bible's written in a way it's simple. Why was the King James tra transcribed? Why was it put in the language for the simple people to read? Not because they were just simpletons, but they deserve the true word of God. And if a child, who Jesus loves, can understand this, then so can you, unless you have ulterior motives. I talked about preachers and their uh, uh, preaching and their baby Christians. There's nothing wrong with baby Christians. Every single one of us were. You go through each stage. Get your Gerber bottles, get them all lined up, and you're going to go through each one. Now, again, I don't know if that's still a thing. My children obviously are older now. Um, but you would go through the different stages of food. You start on milk, you get up to that puree, you start working on your solid foods. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is we have too many baby Christians who now think they are preachers. And they know oh so much more than you. Well, I've been saved one year, and I found the King James and like right away. Well, I'm glad you did find the King James right away. That is fantastic. Well, I was studying the other day. Well, what I noticed, what women, uh, what wives are supposed to do, number one, are you married? Well, if a husband and wife, are you married? Well, no, then please don't speak. You can have all your ideas that you want, but you truly can't understand some of that part. Even though, yes, I did just say that we can understand all things in the Bible. It's, it's pretty simple, most of it. Uh, but there are areas that you don't understand. And sometimes you understand Scripture or you read Scripture, but you're not sure when to actually put that into play. I have a hard time listening to a man telling me how to go about my work day when he's never worked. Or if he has, it's been very briefly. In my opinion, any preacher or pastor over you today, unless he's a retired uh, person uh, who's uh, worked for 30 years and retired, but if it's a younger man and he, has, he doesn't, hasn't even held down a solid job, you're going to tell me how to be a Christian in a workplace? You don't even have a clue. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just you are not qualified. Some like to talk about the qualifications of being a pastor. I don't think you're qualified. Now, this is how to deal with the wife. Well, let me know when you're married, and then we can have a conversation. Now, this is how you should raise your children. Let me know when you're raising children, and then we can have a conversation. You see, novices love to be experts at things. Mostly because they've been 
I don't want to say mostly, sometimes they've been put down in their lives and made to feel smaller than others. And sometimes they felt like outcasts. And if they have a bit of a moral compass, they latch on to anything religious or close to religion. I'm not saying I'm a religion or in a religion. I'm going to get that's I can get into that too eventually. We get caught up in these uh, denominations and these different sects and so forth. That's S E C T S, folks. That was a dramatic pause for my drink of water. Thank you. We have to be careful of these novices out there who have no idea how to live in the regular world and every day go to work every day and deal with things to be in the world. Good for you. You went out to the corner. You handed out some some gospel tracts. That's terrific. Keep doing it, but don't pretend you're an expert. Don't prop yourself up as a leader. Don't be a tough guy and yet never have had an altercation. Never have had to really stand firm. Don't tell other men in this world to stand up and how to be a soldier for Christ when you've never had to be at war with them. What persecution do you face when you face no persecution? If a man sits home, what persecution does he suffer? These men are also the warrior pastors or the warrior preachers fighting no battle. They can tell you about these battles, but these guys are just pastors, and they're actors. In fact, pastors and actors sometimes are a lot alike. They play a role of which they think the role is supposed to be played. You know, I... Today I wrote down, it was kind of funny, I, I jot down different things along the way. I, you know, whether it be at work or in the car, I've got always got a piece of paper, sometimes I have paper in my pocket or I actually have a small pad. And uh, so I wrote down on a piece of paper, a, a little, um, I call it the old man notebook, if you know what that means. Uh, my father, well, who's an older man now, um, he used to carry around that little pocket, uh, little notebook. You know what I'm talking about. Those of you from a certain generation, you know what I'm talking about. Don't pretend you're younger. You know. But anyways, and I wrote down generals were soldiers. I just wrote that down on a piece of paper. It just came to me, you know. And I came home and I was looking at my yellow uh, small notebooks. It looks like a legal size, but the miniature version. And I look in there and I just happen to flip through and I see generals start... As soldiers, not the opposite. So apparently this has been on my mind. I wrote once before and then again apparently today. So clearly I was supposed to talk about this. But then you have these preachers who, who like to speak in generalities but never preaching specifics because they can't. They're not able to do so.
A lot of cookie-cutter pastors and preachers out there. Quoting, and I talked about this the other night, I know I did. Quoting multiple presidents who were far from godly. And they did everything contrary to, to what God wanted done. It's amazing how this keeps on happening. Now when I say novices are not experts, I am no way saying or claiming that I'm an expert. I'm not putting myself on some sort of, well, you should listen to me. I am much more intellectually, superiorly fitted for this position than you are. And a untimed pause of my drink of water. I think I'll just say that every time. It'll be like, I don't know, my catchphrase. Dramatic pause for a drink of water. Put that on a t-shirt, I guess. There are more and more of these young men, and some aren't young, but they're novices, coming up and believing that they have the ability to preach. And they take on different personas. That's a th something I've found fascinating. I've always sat back and watched things. I always like to observe, listen, before I start making any hasty judgments on preachers or pastors. Sometimes it's very obvious uh, when you run into one. And there's always been a cliche amount. I've, I've talked about that before. Certain ones are obvious. But there are new ones that have come up over the years. You obviously have the, the whole Hillsong-style people, the whole CCM-style preachers, the whole, you know, I'm super cool. And, uh, you know, then you have these persona ones who uh, want to dress like, well, I'm a, I'm a mountain man, and uh, this is what I'm doing. And then and I'm not saying everyone now. Some guys are, are mountain men, and they do live in a mountain, and that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Some try to be as old-fashioned as they possibly can. Um, and I don't mean old-fashioned as into the Bible and the biblical way of doing things all the time. Um, it's a dress that they try to go after. But there's always these personas. I don't understand. I, I always find it confusing. I want to be. I want to look like a, a uh, 1800s Rough Rider, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, traveling preacher type guy. Well, I want to be that uh, stand on a soapbox in Times Square type of guy. And we're always trying to emulate something and not being genuine to who we are and what our strengths are. And when I say who we are, I don't mean the unsaved person we were or the fleshly side of who we are. But who we are and our styles and who God uses us because we have a particular way to speak or we have a, an approach that is needed for certain folks. Um, I think I just rhymed that. How about them apples? Um, I know I have a tendency to speak bluntly. I also you know, know that I'm able to, uh, um, at, at some points along the way, be involved with an intellectual elite class and have a conversation with them. Those ones are my favorite. 
um, uh, uh, because they don't see a, a young man like myself. That's right, I'm a young man. I've only been around for a half a century. Um, they don't see me coming. I, uh, and I enjoy the underdog aspect of that. I'm not trying to get into what I dress like. I don't want to turn into a Peter Ruckman and tell you, oh, I've done this, I've done that, great things. I'm not putting Peter Ruckman down either. I'm just saying he does tend to be a bit precocious. Um, and by the way, that would be one of my intellectually astute vocabulary words. So I'm a, I find myself to be a little bit different. And, I, and I, I've always felt, well, I don't fit in. I, I, I don't, I'm not, and I'm, I'm but I'm not an outcast, which is strange to me. I'm able to fit in with every crowd. Not because I, I once complained, I'm mumbling now. Uh, I once complained one time, I wish more people would hate me, you know, because I always felt like, oh, people are supposed to hate me because of who I am. I, I, you know, I'm a born again Christian, I'm a Bible believer. They're supposed to hate me. Well, you no, know, people don't have to hate you. People will, don't worry. Don't worry. There'll be plenty of people who hate you. Um, you will be hated for his namesake. Believe me, it's going to happen. And it has happened to me. Wait for it. It's another dramatic water pause. There it is. But I started as a soldier. I don't mean the actual armed forces. But for the spiritual war. And don't get started. I know you've listened to the last podcast and like, Oh, so you, are, you do have guns. I didn't. I neither confirm nor deny those allegations. That was a, you know, all right. Older folks will know what that goes to. I was a student of all of this going on: the Bible, life, Middle East, all of it. Before I could even consider myself even close to being apt to teach anything. And I'll tell you, I still don't think I'm completely apt at teaching anything. I'm barely getting by. That's okay. You learn something new every day. I was never a philosopher. Although I did seek into philosophy. Because i that's one area I always thought to myself, how do people fall for this? And therefore, studying the whole history. Uh, if you go back and way back in my videos, I spoke about Plato and uh, Platonism and uh, Platonics and a lot of how that works and uh, the foundations that's used through Socrates and Aristotle and many other. Those are obviously names you'll understand. Um, when it came to the cosmo cosmology and uh, well, Plato's cosmology, that is. Um, a lot of nonsense uh, that the basically the supposed early Christian fathers uh, based the Catholic Church on was a lot of philosophy from Plato, so you, you know that they're rooted in paganism there. Um, you know, the kings, uh, you know, kings were once princes, right? Princes, sometimes they were born a king at three years old and couldn't take the power, but they didn't start out as a king of an empire. I'm not summing this up yet, but uh, Jesus is our general. Jesus is our teacher. Jesus is our king. And he is our judge. Same thing with judges. They start out as lawyers. I know that has a bad connotation to it. But 
But unfortunately, we are in not only a secular world, but a supposed Christian world. Where there are too many generals. There are no soldiers. Everyone's telling everyone else how to rise up, soldiers in Christ, and fight. But the same people they're talking to, they're saying the same thing to somebody else. So who's fighting? Who's fighting the spiritual warfare when everybody's telling someone else to fight? Teachers are teaching teachers. There's no students. Nobody wants to be a student. And men don't want to be preached at because they think they are preachers. They know it all. And I talked about the warrior preacher, the warrior pastor. Who's fighting no war? He's sitting at home. But you're fighting the war. Now I mean this with sincerity and with no bragociousness. It's one of my favorite words, by the way. I picked it up a couple of years ago. Brothers, I will continue to stay in the fight on the ground. I will never be the preacher who sits here and has done nothing that I can relate. I will not ask people to do what I'm not willing to do. I coached basketball. This is when I turned into the uh, Ruckman Bregosius part. I turned. Uh, I, I coached basketball for a long time, a while back, many moons ago. I don't mean that to be an Indian phrase. Many years ago, so I don't want anybody to claim I'm uh, New Age or mystical. Uh, people will try to take something out of context, kind of like people who read the Bible. That was another dramatic water pause. But the way I coached is I would never ask my players to do something I'm not willing to do myself. The way I got them to give more is I gave more. So if your preacher or your pastor is not willing to get into the fight doesn't always have to be fighting. But if he can't fight one fight, that's not a leader that I want. That is not a leader that I seek. And I will very much not follow that pastor, that preacher. And by the way, there has to be a leader. There is a system, the Bible lays it out, and one day, I promised this before, and I will get around to it, and I apologize that I have not, but I will lay down the fact you cannot get rid of certain epistles. Which ones am I talking about? Oh, I don't know, Timothy, Titus, because both sides, I've said before, have got it wrong. 
Think of the people outside of the church building as anti-establishment. And think of the ones inside the modern day church building is, they are the establishment. One uses those epistles for their own personal gain. And the other ones want to throw it away because of the ones who used it for personal gain. You're both wrong. The Bible should never be used in any political way. I was talking to somebody about the pride flag. Yes, it's pride month. I'll be talking about that probably this weekend. I don't know. Sunday, Monday, I'm not sure. But my problem with the pride flag, never mind the obvious, but pride in and itself is dangerous. And dangerous things can happen. Destruction will follow, no matter what pride it is. So remember, be a soldier before you're a general, be a student before you're a teacher. You want to be a preacher? Be a baby Christian first. Don't skip all the stages. Don't look for persecution. Don't run from persecution. You want to be a warrior? Number one, that's your first mistake. You want to be a warrior. If you are to be a warrior, God will use you. You don't have to look to where God needs you. He will lead you if you let him. I can't let God do things, huh? And when I mean that, let the Spirit lead you. Not by your own fleshly desires. And your own choices. Because you are ignorant without God. I am ignorant without God. Thank you for listening tonight. I appreciate it. In the future, I know that this will become a radio type of program. Um, A lot of plans coming for August. I thought they'd be July, but it looks like it'll be more like August. Um, A lot of changes going on. Um, Some some of you who know, know me and follow this and see my stuff, I Went from getting a certain size house, buying one uh, down south, uh, getting rid of this hot, expensive one. When I say expensive, it's not like a like a mansion or anything like that. Every house is expensive, if you ask me. Um, but my father will be living with us because uh, I don't think he thinks it, but he's sliding slowly into earlier dementia, uh, dementia losing uh, thought process and ability to take care of himself. And it's my... My job, along with my wife, to take care of him. But, uh, and thank you for those who are praying. I appreciate that. Thank you. And with that, I will say God bless and good night.